It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Back here, Banks, RDT, myself, Taylor Spice, and a special guest starting the show off with us, Ryan Ripken, joining the show. Thanks so much for coming on, man. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be able to come on with you guys and, and talk a little bit about, you know, whatever we get into. First of all, before we get in, we're going to talk Ravens, talk World Series, whatever. Give us the, give us the like 90 second, and go longer if you want. Give us the Ryan Ripken rundown. Recently retired, as you said, retired before 30. Um, great job by you. Um, what, what sort of, you t- talk through the baseball career and then now what you're trying to get into after. All right. So the quick, we'll, we'll try to make it as quick as possible. So played professional baseball with the organizations with the Nationals and the Orioles. And finally made the decision to move aside and, you know, move to the next chapter of my life. And and I'm interested in sports media, still going back to school because part of the deal was uh, they're paying for it. So might as well take advantage of that. So doing that, working on some sports media, figuring out how to make some good points and a lot more bad points on social media. Still don't know how to use it, but that's really in a nutshell. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Don't know what I'm doing, but uh, you might see my face pop up from time and time again. Love that. Let's t- yeah, let's go. In, let's go into the Ravens. That's that's the perfect rundown. So let's get let's get you can get some takes off here. It's perfect. Um, trade deadline over Roquan Smith in Banks. Your thoughts? Hard not to love it. I mean, he's been the best linebacker, at least inside linebacker in football for the last three four years. Two-time All-Pro guy, you know, top ten overall pick. Uh, he's just a dog. I know that's a term that gets overused on social media and all that stuff, but he really has that dog. In him. He's a guy who's going to go after the football. He's always positioned well. He's, I mean, when he's coming out of Georgia, like everybody was raving about the guy, and he delivered in a big way in a uniform that has the same kind of like history and and um, mystique and all that stuff about, you know, the linebacking core in Chicago, same thing in Baltimore. Like he, he's a guy who's just like born to be a Raven. Um, obviously the organization has had their eyes on him for a long time. And I thought that they got him at a really affordable price. I know it's, it's up in the air, whether they're going to extend it or not, but um, just to have the rights to kind of have that conversation with him before everybody else, I think is a huge win, even if it's just a rental for a championship run here. Um, he's the type of player that can just take a defense to another level. Because um, we know what Patrick Queen can do. I mean, he's he's explosive. He's fast. He covers a lot of ground. There's things that he's great at. There's things that he's not great at. There's things that he's, you know, been consistent issues since he walked into the league. And Roquan kind of covers those those spots in a big way. So I'm excited to see both of them work in tandem because I think that they can, you know, they can take some pressure off of Queen even to just go around and, and wreak havoc and, and Roquan can be that rock in the middle. Yeah, it's it's it, I think it's a really good pairing in the end. And, and it, we, we've talked about it for weeks. You know, there's there have been some some weak spots in this Ravens defense. Middle linebacker is one that, you know, Patrick Queen's played Fine, he's been sort of up and down. He's started to come along as the week's going on. But you look at kind of the other depth there. Josh Bynes is a, you know, an acceptable veteran, you know, solid and steady guy. But in terms of taking the taking a, a unit to the next level, you plug Smith in there and you feel like he's going to allow Patrick Green, as you said, Banks, to kind of do the best things that he does while kind of covering everything else that's going on. Um, and at the, the clip that, that came out of PQ talking about how many tackles Smith already had on the season was, was very, very funny, but sort of speaks to the fact that like, 
that's he's exactly who everyone has said he was since he was coming. I remember him at Georgia. He was just incredible at Georgia, just like, you know, the perfect kind of middle linebacker and, you know, is a guy that steps into, as you said, Banks goes from a, uh, a organization with a great history at middle linebacker to another one and just feels like he's going to look right in Ravens purple. You know, sometimes, you know, guys are good and, and they come in the organization, they play well, but you know, they don't ever seem like the perfect, perfect fit. He feels like the perfect fit, both in what he does on the field and just the mentality and, 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 and everything off. So uh, it's really exciting. They didn't, they gave up a second round pick, fifth round pick um, for him. That's the draft capital. Um, which the Bears then we thought we used to trade for Chase Claypool, but they used their own second round pick, which is a little bit bizarre. Um, Ryan, what were your thoughts on the deal? I mean, for all the reasons you just said, I mean, you, you got to love it. You're a Ravens fan. There's no reason not to love this trade. And if I were to tell you in anything, if we said, hey, we're going to go get one of the best players, if not arguably, you know, the best at his position right now, who says no? Nobody does because that instantly makes a big impact on your team. And you're right, dude. We, we don't know what's going to happen. I know if the Ravens don't re-sign him, they could get some compensation. But it's an unbelievable thought that if Roquan can be a Raven long-term and you can lock up guys with a young core like Marcus Williams that you just got in the offseason last year, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton, and you're going to have this presence that you're moving either the team that been a great veteran presence like Justin Houston's had a good run Campbell's run eventually is going to come to an end here you want to pass the torch and this is giving you an opportunity to do that and for the short term for this season the Ravens defense got better if you want to have a chance to get to the Super Bowl and and represent the AFC you have to be more sound on defense because Kansas City and Buffalo are going to be coming and I know Tennessee it's a different type of offense but they run the football well they're going to be tough come uh come January so I love it. I cannot wait to see him. Even if he's wearing 18, he can wear whatever he wants. I can't wait to see him uh, running up and down the field. That's where I draw the line. 18, He, I think he looks off. I think it looks... I was, I, I I was ready this, to jump into some 18 discourse here. I, I said on this very podcast, I think two weeks ago, 14 on, on what's his name? Um, who's the Hamilton. same? Hey, Hamilton? Kyle that, Hamilton. That stinks. The Ravens lead the league in awful-looking jersey numbers. It's terrible. Again, he's a stud. He's a dog. You can't have him running out there at 18. You just can't. Six and 18 is not exactly the tandem you want to see inside. No, no. I mean, I mean, imagine who is it? It was Elvis Gerback, right? Wearing 18? Yes, it was. I, I mean. I mean, I think about my childhood. You got 52, 55, 58 on that Super Bowl team. It's like, mm-hmm. that's a linebacker right there. This so it's how, weird. It's this weird. is how you know we're getting older. Back in my day, linebackers used to be men exactly. in the 50s. <laughs> You know, now you got these prima donnas wearing 18. No, I mean, it's, it's seriously, I mean, he he's a monster. Again, I think the deal, Ryan, like you said, I think you do that deal every chance you get. It, you know, you, you, you got to make that move. Um, and it's not, again, linebacker has kind of been a, I guess you could say a weak, I, I guess a weak spot a little bit. But I thought the last couple of weeks their defense has, has played much better than, than obviously, you know, to start the season. Some people will say, yeah, well, you know, look who they played and blah, 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 their schedule. I I don't care. I, I, I think they're really rounding into form and that kind of seemed to, they they started to seem to gel more when um when Peters came back, which again, that's not a shock. If your corner, if your secondary is, you know, not letting the ball get out, then it's like, yeah, the, everything else, are, you know, pass rush improves, linebackers improve, all that stuff. Um, it, It's, it, it, again, it's a great move. It's a no, no brainer move. I think if you can do it, you do it. 
Um, I was still shocked that they didn't make the move at receiver. And that's what everyone has talked about. Um, Because again, I mean, the defense can be as good as it wants. I just don't think this offense with the receivers they have now, and who knows about Bateman's. I mean, we've seen this before with the Ravens. Oh, you know, Bateman's foot. Oh, it's going to be a week. They rush him back. You know, he plays on that short week. Oh, okay. Now he's going to be out a couple of weeks, a handful of weeks. So it's like this kind of stuff seems to always linger around the Ravens. Um, I just don't think this is a receiving core that you can go into January and, and like you may be able to win a playoff game. I think you win, you know, a divisional round game or wild card round, but I don't, I don't think they're beating. I don't think they're making a deep run in the playoffs with this receiving core. Obviously they can run in the hell, the hell out of the ball. JK will probably be back, you know, for the, for the playoffs. Gus will be fine. Lamar is going to do, you know what he does, but you're going to have to throw the ball at some point. And I just don't know with this receiving core, unless they go out and they get Odell in a couple of weeks, you know, it, it's November now, you know, I think now is when the clocks kind of starts on like, all right, when is he going to get signed? Maybe they do that. And everyone, you know, I mean, that'll obviously greatly improve the receiving core, but I was more shocked that they didn't go out and address that need. It wasn't going to be Brandon Cooks with his contract, but I, I don't know. Someone, you know, Elijah Moore is cheap and, you know, really, really wanted to get out of there. Um, I don't know. Someone like that. I was just, I was shocked they didn't make that move. But again, the Roquan move to me, like when I saw it, I was like, yep, that's just, that's a move that the Ravens made. They seemed to always make and they can find these guys. And like Banks said, he was, he was born to be a Raven. He plays like one. So it's a hell of a pickup for them. Yeah, it looks like obviously Smith wanted out of Chicago, wanted about $20 million annually. They were not going to give him that contract. As you sort of talked about it, Ryan, projecting it forward, it'll be interesting to see if the Ravens can sign him long-term and in terms of what they do with their own money. But if you can lock him up, that does create a super interesting young core defensively that they can build on for years to come. And RDT, back to the receiver point, I think that was the, the second move everyone was waiting for was were they going to make another move at receiver? I just don't know if they, and you know, maybe Elijah Moore was the guy and there is like a relationship there with Joe Douglas used to work with the Ravens. You thought maybe they kind of work something out. I just don't think, I don't think the jets wanted to give up on him that early. Maybe, you know, try to work him back in at some point. I just don't know if the Ravens had the money to go out and get anybody that good. I mean, the bears, part of the reason this trade got made is the bears are taking care of some of Roquan Smith's salary. So the Ravens don't have to deal with it. Um, And so if maybe they just could not find a deal money-wise or couldn't make the money work to go and get something. You have to think they called around with, you know, Rashad Bateman's kind of uncertain status. And what we've seen when Bateman's been out is, you know, these other young guys haven't really been able to step up. So um, I agree. I was waiting for something small, but maybe, you know, maybe it's an Odell, maybe somebody else um, comes down the pipe here. Uh, But yeah, very interesting that they didn't make a move at receiver banks. What'd you think about that? I'm not all that surprised to be honest. It's the organizational philosophy. It's just, they, don't value receiver at the same level that a lot of teams do. You look around the league and there was only one trade made with a receiver and Chase Claypool. Yeah. Great rookie year, 11 touchdowns, all that stuff. Um, hasn't really thrived since. And he went for a top, probably a top 40 pick. I mean, the bears realistically are going to be pretty early in that second round. And, and that's what the price was for a receiver that, um, you know, it's kind of been middling for the last couple of years without, uh, without big Ben. So, you know, I just other teams tend to value wide receivers so highly. And you can look back to last offseason as, you know, where the opportunity was because it's if you're not going to go out and, you know, make trades for receivers and you're not going to go out in free agency and overpay for them because that's what a free agency is. I mean, it's overpaying for players. 
if you're not going to do those two things, you have to do it through the draft. And this particular um, draft, we just didn't really, you know, put an emphasis on it. So we're kind of left out in the dark, like we do <laughs> seemingly in a lot of drafts here with the Ravens. And um, they just spend, you know, more than what they think they're worth for that, that position. So um I can't say I'm surprised and and I can't say that it's the wrong thing to do at this given point in time because of exactly what I said about Chase Claypool. I mean, we already had already traded away our second round pick. I mean, what are we going to give up to go and get, you know, another receiver that truly, you know, is going to be helpful, but it's not going to change our offense. You know, I think what changes our offense is getting Rashad Bateman back on the field and healthy doing what he does best. So, um, you know, just across sports as a whole, I think fans like constantly want to perfect rosters. Rosters are always going to have holes here and there. Like even, you know, every championship team has some areas where it's like, okay, that's just not where their strong suit is. Wide receiver is not really our strong suit and that's okay. Like we can definitely try and go out and get better. And we're, hopefully we do that in the off season. Hopefully we do and try, try to get Odell Beckham here, but um, we're trying to play to our strengths here. And I think our strengths are getting stronger by, by the day, it seems like, with guys coming off of um, not the IL, you know, the mm-hmm. IR and everything. And, I mean, Tyus Bowser and David Ojabo and all these names are coming back on defense, like defense, possession football, run the football, especially the way we ran the second half against Tampa. Like, we've got an opportunity to play a certain style and, and going out and having a bevy of wide receivers is doesn't really lean into that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see if they if they fully buy into that style. Maybe they saw something second half, you know, against Tampa Bay where it's like, all right, this is just the team we're going to be now. We're going to really try to run the football. We're going to play really really good defense. You know, as you know, you make a trade, you get the guys off from injury. As you said, Banks, maybe that's the the road they go down. Ryan, did you expect a new receiver in purple during the trade deadline? Nope, I I did not. I and honestly, maybe I'm the the. Um, <laughs> I don't feel that it's a necessity. And I think for what it's going to be, and like, I get it. Like you see what the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts and you get AJ Brown, you draft Devontae Smith. That's great. I feel like if you want to make that type of an impact, it's in the off season because you give them time to work together and to really kind of build and shape that offense. It's a lot harder because the Ravens style and system is not the same as other teams. The Ravens are built off of where the passing offense is, the focal point is Mark Andrews. So yes, you want to try to get Bateman involved, but it's, it's a run heavier Mark Andrews, find him and let Lamar make plays. I think what we saw is that you got to stay to your strengths and the Ravens are starting to run the football. That second half against the bucks was a great indication of that. And you factor that in, you're seeing Isaiah likely step right in and as a rookie against a pretty tough um, linebacking core with the bucks play extremely well, which everyone thought he was going to do early in the season. So there are pieces you can. I think if the Ravens now were finding that you got to find ways to get your playmakers. Playmakers for the Ravens now are uh, getting Duvernay the ball, whether that's in sweeps or short passes or maybe sending them deep, uh, getting likely involved. Gus Edwards getting X amount of carries when he's healthy, you know, Bateman when he's healthy. So all that factors in. And and just to put this in perspective of why I was so happy with the Roquan just to tie it in, you know, if you take out the Dolphins game 
and I, I, I don't have to check the average uh, how many points the team's given up overall now, but take out the Dolphins' fourth quarter. The Ravens' defense was giving up 18 points a game. They allowed, if we're going to say Buffalo Bills are the favorites that come out of the AFC, you held a Buffalo Bill team to 20 points until that final drive, you go for it and you don't get it. They go down, kick a field goal and win 23-20. So I think the formula is there for the Ravens, but if you're going to do that, you have to execute and take care of the football. So um, that's where I think that they're at. I'm excited. Uh, and now that this is the pieces that are going to be left, make sure you maximize the guys that you want to have the football in their hands. RDT, does this Ravens team scare you more as a Titans fan? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, anytime Lamar is on the field, I think it, I think it scares. I think it absolutely scares you. The defense, again, has gotten much scarier. Um, I mean, they don't scare me. I, I, they don't scare me as much as the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins do. I don't think that's a hot take or anything. I think that's kind of the consensus. I think it's those three teams in the AFC. And then I think the Titans and the Ravens, I think, are in that same stratosphere kind of. Um, where, again, like, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone if they can make a run in the playoffs. I don't think the Titans will. Um, but, again, like, I, I don't think it would shock any of us if the Ravens did end up making an AFC championship game. You know, I think now with Roquan, that may be, you know, it may kind of be, hey, AFC championship game or bust right now. Um, you know, again, some fans may even say Super Bowl or bust. Um, they still scare me. Obviously, the the receiving, I mean, Duvernay, like we called him last week, he's a uh, discount Debo. Um, he, he's, it seems like he's just going to get better as they, as the year goes on, because they're going to learn like, like we saw in last week that, that, that play call with the, the sweep, like, Oh, Hey, we can do this and it's going to work, you know? Um, and like, like Ryan said, likely he's kind of finding his, he found his way last game with Andrews out. And I mean, that, that's another big thing too, that I guess we haven't really talked about. And, and I haven't seen any update this week, but Andrews, I mean, I, I, I think, I think you sit him down for at least a couple of weeks, I would assume. I, I again, I didn't see anything today. Was it a shoulder? Was it a did, did, did they come out with any any timetable or time frame or anything? I don't, I don't think that they did. Um, I know they have the extra day because can, of I play, night game. can I play Twitter doctor for a sec? Yeah, go for it. Of course, AC joint, AC joint sprain. Dude, I did it weeks. myself. We oh, yeah, about how so tell us how you did it again, South yeah, College. What, what I, you, gonna, I want the I'm story. I want the story. No, I want the story. I want the story. Oh, yeah. It. No, I just drove my, my shoulder uh, into the sidewalk in College Park um, the night before start. Um, woke up the next morning. I think I was going to throw. Um, I couldn't even lift my arm. AC sp uh, joint sprain had me out for three to four weeks. Um, for a guy like him, you know, I know I'm built different, but so is Mark Andrews. So, yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it makes a lot of sense to sit him out for this Monday night football game. Then you get the bye, and you kind of see where you're at. So I don't think it's anything severe. And I think if it was, we would know by now. Yeah, this is famous last words. You would think that the Ravens would be able to beat the Saints without Mark Andrews. Well, you yeah, would think. And, and again, I mean, you know, like, we can get into this, this the Saints game here. Monday night football, Ravens Saints. Ravens in New Orleans, which is fun. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Ravens fans that go down, make the trip to go down there. This Saints team is all over the place. Um, just be, you know, coming off, coming off, I can't talk, coming off a 24 nothing win over Las Vegas. Uh, they've lost to Arizona. They've lost to Cincinnati. They've lost to the Vikings. They've lost to Carolina. They lost to that Bucks team that stinks that we just watched last week. 
Um, the Ravens are playing Andy Dalton again, which is just seemingly impossible, but is happening. I, I it's just stunning. I, I can't believe we're playing this guy again. Um, but you know, barring something stupid, this should be a pretty routine win. If if you know, if you look at this Saints team and you look at how the Ravens are projecting after last week's second half, so we shall see. But RDT, do you see this as being a hard matchup at all for the home squad? Did they did the did the Ravens play Dalton when he was on the Cowboys? Is that two years ago? I believe so. I was actually just looking that up. I'm trying to think. Was he on that two years ago? Because where was Dalton last year? The Bears? I'm pretty sure he was there. He was in the Bears last year. Cowboys two years ago. And did I think Dalton started that game? Maybe? I don't know. Um, yeah, that guy, that guy's a cockroach. He just he he was born to play against the Ravens. Um yeah. what was, what was your Dalton? Yeah. T- Taylor, can you please repeat the question? Do I think the home team is do you think do you think that this is a tough game for the Ravens at all? For the Ravens was simply the question. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's a it's a it's a tough game for the Ravens. Um I again I mean I think we we talked I talked about it before the Bucks game saying the interesting part is going to be um seeing the the linebacking core against a wide receiver or a running back that the quarterback really likes to kind of dump off and just get the ball in his hands any way they can. And Fournette, they, they did a really good job with Fournette, but Kamara is just a monster. He's a completely different animal back there. So again, him, I mean, that, that's the thing. If you can stop their wide receivers, don't scare anyone. If you can stop Kamara, I think you're going to, you're going to beat him. Um, and we've seen Kamara completely win games. I mean, he basically did it. Did they win last week? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Killed me in fantasy. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, they won twenty four nothing. Yeah, yeah, he killed me in fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, again, he, we see, we've known, we know what he can do out of the backfield. Um, I think if again, Queen has played really well. If they can, if they can stop him, and it's going to be fun to see Roquan out there. I'm guessing he's going to play. I, I would assume so. He has that extra day, like I said. But um, I don't think it's going to be a difficult task at all. I don't. This Saints team, I don't think they really scare anyone. Um. I mean, the, the, you know, the hardest part is probably going to be going on the road. But like you said, there's got to be tons. Is this, is this is the first time the Ravens have played there since the Super Bowl or no? Are they? No, they played there 2014. I think Justin Forsett went off. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember my buddy won like 10 grand on DraftKings that night. I remember that. Um, so that's no, pretty I, early I, DraftKings 2014. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, I mean, this is. Oh, this, that was, that was almost like. Peak DraftKings. Yeah, was, that was that was like, like DraftKings, DraftKings. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. like full fledged gambling company DraftKings. No, like. no, no. Right. Not yeah. at all. Right. No, but um, no, I, I don't think it's going to be a difficult task for the Ravens. I think they win this one pretty, pretty easily. That's that's just my thought and feeling on it. Ryan, what type of progression do you want to see from the Ravens week to week in this game? They, first of all, this feels like they they've been on a bye week because. Going Thursday to Monday is wild. Uh, what do you hope to see from them kind of building off last week? Well, you know, it's going to be even crazier after this game. The Ravens play, then, they're, then they have the bye week. So it's going to feel even longer. But, you know, I, I love the progression of what the, where the team's at. I am a little bit more worried about this game than maybe some would lead on. I, not for the sense that I don't think that the Ravens are a better team. I think that they are. I think, honestly, if we look to every single game, the Ravens have not been – outplayed for if, when they've been outplayed unfortunately it's been the fourth quarter but they've looked like the better team for the majority of the games that they've played in I, I 
the only thing is going to New Orleans is going to be no easy task with the team that I actually think Andy Dalton's a better fit for that offense right now. If you're not going to have your weapons in and you're going to ask someone to take care of the football and then just say, hey, Kamar, I'm going to throw it to you 15 times, go make a play. That's a pretty good strategy for the Saints. And then they're going to trust their defense to try to shut things down. The progression overall, though, I think the Ravens got to continue to build off their run game, continue to do what they did last week. And the more and more Roquan Smith's going to get comfortable on defense, I think that's going to really solidify the middle. I think another interesting thing defensively that we that hasn't really been talked about, like Kyle Hamilton had his best game of the year last week covering, and people were roasting him. And it's like people sometimes forget he's a rookie. You know, I look back when Marlon Humphrey was drafted by the Ravens, he was not asked to be the Ravens' first corner or even second corner. He was coming in and being like the third or fourth option. So to expect a guy to be this hybrid role and now you lose a pro bowl like talent and Marcus Williams. And now you're asking Kyle to take on more. It's going to be a growing pain, but so I'm really excited to see what he does. And I think it's not just Kyle, but we talked about it likely already the progression of the rookies. Like you're seeing this come together where guys are getting experienced. Same thing with Linderbaum, same thing up front at center. They're getting more comfortable. Like that is what I want to see progression wise, because if your young players are starting to get it, then everything is going to really start to gel because the veterans, you know, they've been there and they've done that. So I'm, I'm really excited, but it's not going to be an easy one marching down to New Orleans. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point in terms of Hamilton, a guy that, as you said, like took his licks on the field. But also, you know, you're under such a microscope as a first round pick and every single thing that he did was, you know, analyzed. And maybe it was also a situation where they were just trying to figure out what role they wanted him to use him in. Cause they, you know, they didn't really have a natural spot for him, you know, with Marcus Williams there, you have Chuck Clark, you have all these guys that are, that are a little more established. And now maybe even maybe with those, some of those guys going down and being in and out, it's given him the ability to kind of work himself into a little bit more of a role that he feels comfortable in. And obviously the Linderbaum clip uh, went a little viral of him last week as well. So, um, that that is huge, and and you know, combined with Likely's performance, it was like the oh look at how now they were you know everyone was kind of hating on the Ravens draft class for three weeks, and now look at them emerging. So that's that's gonna be really huge as they get down the stretch. Um, Banks, what are your thoughts on this matchup in in New Orleans? Um, I'm probably a little more on on Ryan's side on this. Like, hey, road game, different time zone, Monday night football. Um, you know, New Orleans is a tough place to play. And I think Lamar has had some ups and downs with these primetime games. I mean, last year's Thursday night football, I think we've flushed the memory of that one, but that was maybe the worst game he's played. And, you know, he had four interceptions against the Browns in a game on Sunday night football last year. You know, he hasn't played his best on primetime. Um, it kind of goes in line with the entire notion that 2019 versus, you know, what's followed, you know, he hasn't been – elite which is why that's half is so encouraging in tampa um but just road games primetime games you don't want to count your chickens too much um vegas has it as just a two and a half point favorite situation here for us ravens um yeah we we've just played so many tight games the last two three years where i just like We've come and made so many predictions on this podcast where I'm I'm throwing out two score wins and all these types of things. And it just it comes down to a field goal all the time. So um I'm thinking it's a field goal game here. And uh I mean you take 
you take away the wind and the outdoor elements, you're going to take Justin Tucker over anybody. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Ravens with the big uh, – I think Justin Tucker's going to hit another game winner. You're going to give a score? and then we'll I was going to say, we'll go into predictions right now. Give us a score. 27-24. RDT? That was yours, huh? 31-23, Ravens. Ryan? 27-17, Ravens. I, I went close. I think I got close last week to the to the score. I think this is a blowout. I, I think the Ravens win 38-14. I think this. I, I think this is. Just, I think this is a blowout. I, I'm going the other way from you, Banks. I think this is going to be an easy game. I, I shouldn't think that. That probably won't happen. I'm going easy game. I, I I just can't. I can't see Andy Dalton. I know. I know. We've said this tons of times this year. I, yeah, I don't and then it's Dalton. like, yeah, and then here comes Andy two, Dalton. I don't see two. I don't see marching down the field. I also do. I do like Chris Olave. I also do like Chris Olave. Oh yeah, 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 guys, yeah. a stud. Yeah, Olave is really good. He seems to. He seems to get a concussion every week though. So like that's. He's always banged up and rolling around on the sidelines or something like that. So I don't know. Um, yeah, Lave's good. Lave's yeah, good. I, I, I think also just the thing to touch on, just like, you know, everyone knew that the Bengals having Jamar Chase out this past Monday, that it was going to affect them. Did we think it was going to affect where they were to go get thumped by the Browns in Cleveland? <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that bad. So it just goes to show you, you know, you got to go and earn every win. And, and the Saints are actually playing for their division still. So they might be three and five, but they are right in the thick of the NFC South race. Um, and they're going to be, they're going to be loud and out, out for a, a big win at home. Yeah, that is, that's very true. That, I mean, you could win that division with like eight wins. We're, we're going to see the Falcons on Christmas Eve and they're going to be fighting for their lives. Who would have thought that? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the Panthers, the Panthers in two weeks, who knows? I mean, they, they're not out of there. I mean, they're they're not out. They, of there. they would have been they would have been in first place had, had they their kicker not well. The penalty on Moore, the kicker missing the extra point, and then him shanking a thirty three yarder. We would be saying the the Carolina Panthers, the dumpster fire that just traded away Christian <laughs> McCaffrey, would now be the leaders in the A- NFC South. Wild. And they've got win- – I mean, they, they play at the, the Bengals, who really struggled, as you said, and then they're home for the Falcons, and then they get the Ravens. Then they get the Broncos. I mean, they have, they have winnable games ahead of them. Here come the Panthers. There are a lot Sorry, of Christian. good, bad teams or bad, good teams in the NFL right we now. Ta- we talked about this, I think, a little bit <laughs> one of the last couple of weeks. There are not a lot of teams that you watch where you're like, oh, man, they really got it together. There's really not. I think it's 14. Like everyone, it's everyone in 14. New York was freaking out about the Jets and the Giants. And I mean, we saw what who those teams really probably are this week. Like Zach Wilson. Ooh. That oh, guy boy. stinks. Oh boy. How could they make Flacco inactive when he played pretty damn solid to start the year? Those those quotes by him were were <laughs> something too. A little fiery Joe. I, I missed that he, actually. Oh, you they talked about, you know, they asked him if he was surprised he was benched and he, or, you know, uh, inactive. And I think he said something along the lines of like, yeah, but it's not my job to understand stuff like that. Like it's kind of just That's like a very Joe Flacco comment. Yeah, but well, oh, it's yeah, kind of like a backhanded, <laughs> uh, little backhanded, you know, slap, but um, I think you're just reading it that way. No, I mean, I, th- I hope I, it was though. I hope it was. Yeah, I'll, fi- I'll find the exact. He's quote. right. Let me see. I mean, I'm with you. I think Mike White stinks even more. Let me see this Joe Flacco quote real quick. 
Uh, blah blah Come on, come on. Ulti- I'm ultimately disappointed. There's there's some kind of reason for it, but I'm not sure it's my job to understand it. Oh, says he was surprised by sure. being promoted to third string. Uh, at the same time, I got to keep it about the team and try not to be a selfish guy. Not try not to be a selfish guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I mean, pretty selfless uh, when you talk about guys in that locker room. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. the C- I mean, the, the Seahawks, who everyone wrote off before the year, five and three. Like, I don't know if they're good. Five and three. Well, again, the Vikings are so liking, everyone thinks Kirk Cousins is the worst. They're six and one. The Vikings. We have every, are six and two. We. I think I I think the Giants stink. But, but they this, beat they beat both of our teams, so we can't. The Commanders defend. are four and four. I think they stink. Commanders won their Super Bowl today. That's their their season. Did. It doesn't matter how that ends. Their season is a success. So, right so now. you guys think that's a full sale, or do you think that's no, uh no. gaining investment? Yeah, he's not. There's, no, yeah. he's gonna sell forty nine percent and he's gonna be like, Look, guys, I sold. <laughs> and he's still gonna be my he's still sell, gonna, sell it to his nephew or something. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna do something like that. Uh, a of, just a lot of fun like, talk in DC sports right now. You got the Nationals massing things back. You got you got commanders. Just so fun. There may be more people in the streets if that sale goes through than there were for the Nationals parade three years I ago. Was, I was going to say, I'm anxious to see the footage <laughs> next to each other of the Caps parade and the day that Snyder eventually sells and be like, which one was which? You only, you're only going to be able to tell because the shade. There of were a lot of people there for the. We were at the Caps Parade Banks. So a lot, lot of people. people. I, yeah, I was yeah. there. There's a it, lot of people. You think there's not going to be that many for the for for the Commanders fire sale? Where will they do the parade in J- DC? J- or, they, or will they drive to <laughs> FedEx and just parade around the stadium? JP Finley um, had mapped out a route and he put it on his Instagram. It was like we're marching <laughs> to RFK, and then he was like, "We're just throwing a rager in the parking lot." That would be fun if you're a Commander. That would yeah. be a good time. That would be, that would be electric. I'm, I'm very happy that I'm not any involved in that because God, it sucks <laughs> everything about it. But that would that would that would be a fun time. Mm. Marching down Fifth Avenue or Constitution Avenue or whatever. I don't know the streets in DC. Sounds good. Uh, those are yeah. Constitution sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say that. Uh, they should just go right to the National Mall. Do a little forest yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, just everyone just jumps into the reflecting pool. Reflecting pool. Yeah. Why not? Shit. That would be fascinating. I mean, whoever's, I mean, that team is going to be so, I mean, NFL teams, he should sell because NFL teams are also just maybe never going to get this valuable. I mean, they are such at a peak value right now. Just sell it. Broncos went for what, 4.5 bill? Commanders are going to get easily. They're 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 a top five value franchise. They don't have like they've got so much they gotta clean up though. Yeah, yeah. The stadium situation's really bad, really really bad. It's a really if you're gonna buy the team, if you're buying the team, you have to build a new stadium. So that's but but that's the idea is that anybody who buys the team, like all the conversations open back up. Yeah, in theory. Well, I also thought did we talk about the Larry Hogan quote from a couple weeks ago on here about how they asked him like, oh, like what are your thoughts on I have to find. I'll find this as as I know which ones you're talking about. My my thought though with with the Snyder thing was maybe he sells the you know a minority stake in it and then he uses that money to build the stadium. You know, if he sells forty nine percent, forty five percent, or whatever, that's the money that well, he'll sure. put to, But he still has to it's find like a place a, to do it. It's like a cash out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I was looking at the betting odds to to see the next owner in twenty twenty three. 
and it was still Snyder was Snyder was still number one. Bezos too. Um, the learners were in there. Can you imagine if the learners sell the Nats just to turn around and buy the commanders? <laughs> he just doesn't know how to deal with, with Masson. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> he essentially Hogan essentially said he wouldn't have, he, he didn't want to get into a bidding war for the team. And like, if they want to stay there, fine, but if not, whatever. And then someone followed it up and he just went, I'm a Ravens fan. <laughs> Like just he's just like I don't care about I don't this really team. care, which is amazing. Like every place in the country, an NFL team is an absolute cash cow for your local economy and all these different things. And nobody wants this team. Virginia doesn't want it. DC doesn't want it. Maryland doesn't want it. I wonder it's why. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that will be very fascinating. And the, yeah, as you said, the Nationals still have to get sold, and we have, we don't know where that's going. Could be Leonsis. Could be Uncle Ted. It could be Uncle keep, Ted dipping keep, in. Keep, Dipping keep his, it uh, down there. He's dipping keep it in the family. Water. Me and Banks were at the uh, at Capital One Arena last night. Not a, a gigantic crowd for the Caps, unfortunately. No, 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 not a lot of not a lot of juice in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a rough cap. There was a lady a section over who put a curse on somebody's house. So, yeah, I don't a know curse? if you heard that one, Taylor. Yeah, I no, was not listening. Like, you, to your left. Was it to your left? To my left, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't hear all one of, that. One of the knights took out a Caps player or something and says, I put a curse on your house. It's like, oh, my God. Maybe a new go-to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. There's something else. <laughs> the the Alonsuses could get another another team. Another team just have all three. Just get all four of them. Do the full four, Ted. Get them all. Yeah. Um. We'll move towards towards the 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 sport that the Nationals play in baseball. Um, RDT, what are your thoughts on the World Series? It's been fun. It's they've, we've had some great games. I mean, last night was a blowout, Game Three, but that was about as fun as it. Uh, you know, I had a ton of fun watching, even though I'm rooting for the Astros. Um, I obviously pull in for Trey. I want. What do you mean? Don't shake your head. What do you mean? Are we not? I just we're, can't. We're, no, we're, we're very pro Trey. We're very pro Trey. I can't do the 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 cheating. I, I can't root for them. Yeah, I have five oh, guys please. who are on that team. Can't do it. Sorry. Oh you're you're love Trey. Love Trey. By the way, felt bad for Trey last week. That it was it was tough. It we, was tough. I think I've I think I've had conversation. I had talked with you. I think Ryan and I we've talked about it. It's it's a rough go right now. And the it, one. It, it, it stinks because he doesn't get bats. The consistent at bats. Did we te- yeah we text top. about it in game one? There were two balls that they threw way off the outside corner that he just like reached for. And I was like, Oh no, oh, yeah. no. sliders away, sliders yeah. away. It's, it, it's like, we're, they're just testing it. We're going to throw one. I swung at that one. Let's throw it a little bit further. You swung at that. And then you're thinking, you know where they're going. Please don't swing it at Trey. Please don't. And, and, and you can tell it. He's, he's tense. He's stressing. It's tough. And honestly that, you know, uh, I've just been waiting for him to like, I was hoping that was going to be the moment that he got pinched in, obviously, but I was waiting for like it was going to be the redemption moment for him. Like he was mm-hmm. going to hit the walk off. And instead we had a, you know, oh, no, fake hit by pitch. 3-0 uh, daddy hack that missed and then a, a rollover game over and Phillies went. But um, it's tough. I, I do hope for Trey, though. So wait, the question then on this, because it's the cheating thing with the Astros. It, will anyone ever get over it? For the Astros, like one will be a point where you're like, <laughs> thank you. No, it's not. I was no, saying this in 2019, and, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even saying that for like the Astros that I'm an Astros homer because I'm not. Because it's, but also I want to point out that the Astros weren't the only team that's done something scandalous 
mm -hmm. the last five years. So I guess that's my question. When when does this period end for the I Astros? Think, 17, I, think, I, get. I think for me, it's just fun to have a heel team to root against. And so they are just an established heel for me now. Like, it's just like, oh, it's the Astros. And it stinks because I, Trey obviously came on the show already to you. You, you talk so finally of him. Seems like a great guy. Every time he was up, I wanted him to hit a home run. Every single time he's he he's been up in the in the in the postseason, but I, it's just fun to root against him for me. And eventually, it'll probably the passion for it will just wear as we go through the years. But it's still close enough to where I'm just like ah. And I, you know the Phillies, the Phillies are a nice story. They're fun. They're just a fun, they're fun. You know they have Bryce, which I you know people are are kind of up and down on Bryce, but um, I think it probably I think in general for people I think it'll wear off and. The next two to three years, I think once like out when when Altuve is gone, I think for the most part that will kind of that will kind of take it away from people a little bit. Well, maybe again, Bregman I, too. I think it got I think it got extended because of the COVID season, where again leading up to that 2020 season, it was bet the over on hit by pitches by the Astros because every yeah lace them, you know, it's gonna earhole them, and then obviously we didn't get that. So like when they were like, you know, they're gonna go to Philly, and Philly's really gonna give it to them. It's like, why does Philly care? How many games did Philly win in 2017? Like they did, they weren't affected by it. Um, but I get why people are booing them. And like I tweeted last night, like the Philly fans, like y'all know that there was like five, like five guys are still in the team. Again, it's like Bregman, Altuve, I think Gurriel, Verlander, who again had nothing to do with it. I would assume, um, maybe another hitter. But it's like I, I'm, I'm again. Banks has been banging this trash can. Well, he's been, <laughs> he's been riding this train for for four years now, being like, get over it. It's not a big deal. Um, I don't know. Again, I think the fun team to hate is the Yankees. I think the fun team to hate is the is the the Red Sox. Like, those are the fun teams I like to hate. I mean, I don't. And like Ryan said, they weren't the only team cheating. I guarantee. Like, we know that for a fact that that was true. Like, their teams right now probably cheating. So that's why, like, I, you know, I, I'll tweet stuff about the Astros and people are like, they're cheaters. And I'm like, you cheered for Brian Roberts and you cheered for, you know, Albert Bell. And, you know, well, Sam I mean, it's all relative in baseball at a certain point with, the, I mean, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. And, and I guess I know steroids and, and the whole scandal are completely different. But to me, I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't care. I literally could not care less about it. I just, again, I'm rooting for, for the Astros. Cause again, I, I also, I want to see Dusty Baker win a World Series. And then, but then watching some of these games, now I realize why he, he may, why it's avoided him all these years. You know, some of the decisions, you know, I've seen my fair share of bad pitching performances and leaving a guy in like that with McCullers and the, um, and, you know, letting him go what five innings last night, I think that was, that was bizarre. But yeah, again, it's, it's been a fun series. The first game was awesome. I fell asleep uh, with Cassianos's catch in the ninth. So I didn't see the, Real Muto home run. Um, game two was great too, and then game three again was a just an absolute slugfest. So it's it's been fun. Um, I I think it goes seven. That's I would it, you know just just it's it's zero zero right now with bottom four in game four. But yeah, I, I think the way this is going, I think we're going seven. And like you said, there's still a lot of baseball left. Trey may get a couple more big at bats, and we just cross our fingers and and hope he hits one. And Taylor will be wearing an Astros hat when. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will be, I will get out of my chair if he hits one out. Absolutely. I will lose my mind. That'll be awesome. It would be, be an cool. awesome moment. And it would be, it'd be like short term personal redemption for the struggles he's had too. And Much also, less all the other stuff. I don't know if you guys heard the quotes 
that Dusty had, I think, after game two. I don't know, Ryan, did you see those? Or I think about Dusty's gloves, RDT. Guys just smoking a pork shoulder in the locker room. <laughs> That's what they are. Um, no, but he um, he said something, and they asked him about Mancini, and he said, you know, what he, he said something and was like, listen, I've shown as much confidence in the guy as I can. Like, I can talk to a guy so much in the locker room, in the clubhouse, but when you get in the box, it's just you up there, and everything that I say goes out the window. And he's like, I can't help you there. And so it's kind of like, ooh. Like, and he said, like, I hope he swings – he said, I told him that there are some pitches that he should be swinging at that he hasn't. And again, like there was a fastball, I think letters high um, one night. Yeah, I think, I think it was that, I guess it was that game one. And it's like, Ooh, that's, that's one that I think you turn on Trey, but there was some of the comments from dusty were like, Ugh, that may. Well, yeah. And I, I don't love, I don't love that yeah, like, weird spot, like world series. Like, well, and also too, like, here's the thing. When you're not feeling good at the plate and you don't have confidence, you are going to take pitches. You know, I don't know if this is PG, so I'll keep it PG. You're going to take it some that are like right there and you're going to sit there and go like you're going to roll your eyes back and be like, that was it. Like, man, that was the pitch. Why didn't I pull the trigger? Why am I not swinging the bat? And then why am I swinging at a pitch that's in the other batter's box? And you're walking back. You want to go back, break the bat over your head or your leg or whatever you want to do. And, and then you just feel completely disheveled. So that's unfortunately like where Trey's at right now. He's just, he's at a little bit of a loss. It, I don't like hearing that your manager, even if it's going worse, don't say that I've had a conversation. Just be, we still believe in him. He'll get out of it eventually. Do, do, the, do the politically correct response. Yep, we believe in him. He's going to do it. Because once you start doing that, like that, as a player, that, that's got to tick you off. Um, but it's all right. Trey's going to hit a game winner in like game six. There we Stand. go. He said, yeah, here, here's, I'm not, I'm not going to play the whole quote, but he said, I've tried to show as much confidence as him as, as I can. And again, it's kind of just like, Ooh, that's. And again, du- I mean, Dusty's as, he's as veteran as it gets. Like you would think that he would kind of know how to tiptoe around the question, like you said, and give that PC answer. So yeah, again, I mean, I, I know we're all rooting for him. So we, we hope, I, I hope we see seven. I mean, the, the crowds in Philly have been great. Um, and I'll admit it, the the dancing on dancing on my own. It's a fantastic song. <laughs> so good. It's a very good song. So, but it's fun. It's been fun to watch Bryce Schwarber, who I know Banks, you and I were both, we were pretty gung-ho on the when what, what did we say? Been, what was that 2020 season? I've been gung-ho on him every season since he's entered my, you know, sphere of existence. Yeah. He's just a baseball player. He's awesome. The, the big ten, the Big Ten's finest. Indiana, the, the powerhouse that is Indiana Bay. Big Ten Network put out like a last six Big Ten players to homer in the World Series, and it's Schwarber. Can you name the last one? Uh oh, it's um, is oh, it, what's uh, his name? Is it is what's it Tampa, Tampa Bay? It's Brandon Lau. Yeah, Terps. It's Brandon Lau, and then it's like, and then it goes, uh, then the next four guys go back, like it gets you a cumulative back like 20 years like the last guy on the list is like in 1986 not a lot of big 10 guys home probably like to Shara, right to Shara. not a big 10 guy oh i'm thinking ac i don't know why i was thinking AC. yeah oh no yeah he went to georgia tech what are you yeah georgia tech i mean maybe georgia tech will end up in the big 10 at some point i don't think that's like totally out of the question but i think i was just thinking oh maryland maryland is in the acc because i still live in the mm. past 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three home runs. Three home runs in the World Series for in the COVID World Series for Brandon Lau. Three. Forget that. They won that World Series, right, Kevin Cash? Ooh, tough. Mm, bit of a t- bit of a tough scene. Um, Ryan, before we 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 go to our, our starting five draft and, and get you out of here, have to get your thoughts on your your old organization, very recently old organization, and the success they had this year. What were your what was it like for you watching that? I know you played with a lot of these younger guys, so you have some some perspective on that, but also just as someone that's you know grew up around this area and knows how good of a baseball town it can be, just sort of watching the team kind of get back into the into the forefront of everything. You know, I, I think it was it was really exciting for a fan base that you felt like you, you hit a, you hit a low when, when the, when that final year with Buck show Walter and the team just, just uh, was really bad. Like that, that started like the beginning of the end and, you know, really Orioles fans have had, you know, growing up trying to think, I don't remember the, the night in the late nineties when the Orioles and the Jeffrey mayor, I know the legend and I've seen the videos but, you know, I don't really remember that. So then the next time that you remember a, a meaningful moment is uh, in the early 2010s. And that was that that, that five-year five year window that the Orioles had was exciting. And then a lot of fans are going, here we go again, but we might be even worse. And so to see the rebuild come back quicker than expected, because I've seen the guys, there's a lot of talented players, and you saw that this year. It's exciting. Like, you know, and that's and you see that the town, they love their football here, but they are very passionate about baseball. The Orioles have a bright future, but it's not going to be an easy road. So as exciting as it is for the team, the Red Sox are going to get it better. The Blue Jays are going to be right there in the Rays. But now the Orioles are back to saying, hey, we are contenders again to to make noise. I mean, if you if you had said that the Orioles were going to be in the playoff hunt up until the last week of the season, um, you know, everyone thought you were crazy or they would have taken that in a heartbeat. So I'm excited. And I've, I've, I've said this on record. I Adley's great. I'm the biggest Gunnar Henderson believer. Um, I, he could win an MVP in the next four to five years. He's going to win the rookie of the year and the Orioles are going to, they're going to be just fine, but I'm excited. I'm excited for more, more, more so for the fans because losing a hundred games and for consecutive years was the worst. I feel like we've had, I'm sorry, already. I feel like we've had a million people on here talk about Adley. So I'm actually interested to hear why you think Gunnar Henderson is that special. I I was going to say, Ryan, I know we've had conversations off the record about it. And I was going to say, if you want to, if you want to spit it, go, if you don't want to say, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll talk about it. The thing with Adley. And I said this before Adley's number one overall pick. Everyone knows what Adley's done. And Adley is very, very good. This is no knock to Adley at all. I just think Gunner has more upside offensively than him. And what makes Adley so good is, is he's good at like six. He's, he's is maybe really good at one or two things. And Adley's good at six or seven. of them. Like, you know, he's good defensively. He blocks, he frames, he calls a good game, controls the run game, then offensively good. Like all those things. Right. Then you look at Gunner and you're like, what the hell is that? Like, who is this? Because I had the, I had two oh wow moments that we've talked about. Eric and I've talked about. I had it with Juan Soto with the Nationals before he broke, and the other one was Gunner. Those are the only two players where I went. This isn't normal. This is not what you, what you see every day. And for Gunner, how quickly he's learning. How how and I love that he got called up this year because that's only going to help him for next year. 
he's learning on the fly so quickly. He he can run, he can hit, and the fact that he has a great eye and he has power to all parts of the park or all parts of the park is going to help his game, especially in a game where people try to like maximize your strengths. His strength is he can do anything anywhere. Um, but his biggest strength is how, is how quickly he's learning. And if you're an Orioles fan, that's the guy. I really think Adley's going to be the face, but Gunner really could be the, um, could be the one that, that really shatters some records that, and again, that's just me and I hope I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll back it up. But, um, I really like the makeup and he's a really good guy. Like you can't ask for more if you're, if you're a fan of the Orioles and a fan of Gunner. He's a better basketball player. I know you said he's a pretty good basketball player. He's, he, he's a freak athlete. He doesn't that, seem I mean, like, that's like a basketball he, guy either. He like, seems like a freak athlete though. You watch, you watch like athletically and I'm, I'm, you know, not someone that played baseball at a high level at all. So I can't speak to like, actually doing it myself but you watch how he does things physically and he looks like a freak like he just like the ball he hit in boston i think already to you tweeted that home run like last week mm-hmm. i mean that ball is just hit i mean that it's just not a home run you see a lot in that that place and as you said ryan he wasn't in the bigs for long so we didn't get to watch it for that long but it was power to everywhere like power to every single place like not he didn't have to rely on doing anything like having to pull it every he just did whatever he wanted and that was pretty crazy to see for a 21 year old who lost a season due to covid and all these other things that he has dealt with yeah i still remember the spring training so i never got to play with him in a season but we're in 2020 for the covid year we're playing on one of the backfields at ed smith and he's up to bat <laughs> uh, i don't know if he fell behind the counter whatever it was he hits a fastball away and it just, there's like these, the giant nets and it's not, it's used to a ball just going over, but I remember he hit it to left and it was immediately gone. And then it just kept going and no one really, like really made a reaction. It was just like, and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, you just hit the ball to the moon to left and it's a spring training game. And you're on the backfield, the ball's going to fly there anyway. But I said, like, I like that. This doesn't add up. We just started playing baseball again, and that ball might have just landed in someone's house, like in their second or third floor, three or like eight hundred feet away. So, um, it's cool. I, I just think I, the Orioles' nucleus that they have is a young group. Um, other guys that have been with, they have the makeup to be really good, and I think a lot of fans are excited to see, you know, where they're going to move, um, you know, as it moves into twenty twenty three. Are you excited about the Degrom rumors, uh, Eric? <laughs> not gonna happen. Not no, you, come on! I, you I, love I, buying I, into ridiculous rumors. You were in the Correa sweepstakes last summer. Oh no! I, I mean, I didn't think that was gonna happen either. But the the it, it is funny with the Degrom stuff because, like, obviously, I tweeted it out. I was like, "Oh yeah, like count me in" or something. And I had people being like, "Pass." Don't want that guy. I'm not going to spend that money for a hundred. And it's like, what do you? What, you're not going to pass on <laughs> like if Degrom is like, "Hey guys." Baltimore, like Mr. Elias, let's meet up. You know, you're not you're gonna have Orioles fans being like, mm, no, hard no for me on Jacob DeGrom. Like, shut up, people. But no, I don't think that's gonna happen. It's it's and I, I think the guy who tweeted that out is the um what was it? What was the guy who started the um the the Raul Ramos or whatever? That guy was in my DMs. He started the Correa rumor last year, and he was in my DMs every day being like, It's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. I'm like, all right, why are you DMing me? Like why are you talking to me about it? I don't care. Like, sure, buddy. 
And so I don't know. It's not going to happen. Is there any player that you guys want to see the Orioles get? Like if you had a dream, like it fits, you want it realistic, like unrealistic. I, I, th- I think I said last week, Carlos Rodon would be fantastic. Again, I don't think the money is going to be right, or I don't think they're going to spend that much, but I think a, like a guy like Rodon, and then I think a guy like Trey Turner would be awesome. I know they kind of have a guy like Turner with, well, the worst, a much worse hitter, but Jorge Mateo, you know, awesome fielder, great speed. Um, T- Turner is way more pop too, but I, I would, I would love Turner, um, Turner, Rodon, any of those two. Uh, Turner was mine. I think when we talked about it, I think he would just be very fun offensively to play with the mm-hmm. the rest of these guys. Um, and I just think he's a very he's a very fun player to watch. Um, but I mean, I'll take Jacob Degrom. I mean, that, <laughs> that wouldn't suck. Throw throw him on opening day. You were to RT. You were like, oh, I think like you could start Grace on an opening day. Like, oh, I mean, maybe Jacob Degrom though. I mean, maybe right, they right, that. I'm, if you that. want to slide Grayson back to to the you know that that next. That game, too. I'm fine with that, too. You don't want Judge, RDT? He could be a nice fourth outfielder, I guess. (laughs) Until he can prove he's hitting the ball over the wall. I I don't, you know, I don't don't need him. Wouldn't that be something if he came to Baltimore? I mean, that would be. And then then, 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 all this, then go to New York and then just torch New York. That would would Uh. be... I would cool. I would print shirts that say like Aaron Judge, you're your official home run champion, like your real home run champion, Aaron Judge. Like I'd be I would be slandering every steroid guy I could. That would be fantastic. That oh, would be man. crazy. Him going back to New York in a ball in a Baltimore uniform. That would Is be- there a guy you that you look at free agency wise, Ryan, and, and would put on this team? So I do like Rodon a lot. I think that like makes the most sense. If you go after a guy like Turner, I don't. I'll tell you who I don't want. I do not want the Orioles to go after Correa. I do not want that. Do not go spend yeah. the money on it. I think what you figured out, looking at what Pena is doing for the Astros and what what happened with Mateo this year, you're going to find value at that position. Don't go and spend that money now. Trey Turner is a different. I will say this: if you go and get Trey Turner, who I think would be the guy of the infielders. So I'd have to agree, like with the with the pick so far. You're gonna you're gonna block guys in the minors. If you want to give some of those guys a chance, you can't go and get a guy like that because let's just face it, you know, Gunner, Gunner, your hope's gonna be there for 15 to 20 years. Um, you still have Urias, which congrats to him. Um, yeah, that's awesome that he won the gold glove. That's unexpected, I think. Yeah, yeah. So like you have these pieces, and it's not long term, but you got to really think about what you want to do. Um, yeah, pitch, honestly, anything Orioles pitching, I would be happy with. I know everyone wants a bat, but we just saw the Orioles just made a huge jump in games. Their offense was about the same, but their ERA was two, was two runs down. Give me, give me the arms. You saw the arms tire out towards the end. Um, you can never have enough good pitching. So go get the ground too, if you want. <laughs> just to go get the ground and Rodon. Just get them both. The, Rodon and Turner, both NC State guys, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Played on the same team. Yeah. Did they really? I didn't know they were on the same team. I figured they Maryland were, um... took a series against them, two out of three mm-hmm. at home when they were uh when they were there. So mm-hmm. there you go. Suck it. Suck it, NC yeah. State. In 2014 or 13. Whoa. Also beat Marcus Stroman uh when he was at Duke. I, I don't that know. dude's uh, that dude stinks. I hate you don't want I've him. Marcus Str- I've always hated Marcus Stroman since he tried to make Caleb Joseph. Marcus Stroman, though, world baseball classic legend. You have to give him credit for that. 
mean, no more you than Adam Jones. Get, no more than Adam Jones. True, true. I'm not taking anything with Matt. I'm just saying, you know, played well for his country. You have a lot of respect. You already see your big country guy. You're a man of your country. I will say Trey Mancini at uh, Italy Jersey is going to be fire. Fire. <laughs> is he committed to play? Yeah, he said he'd play. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, oh that's amazing. Yeah, that'll be cool. I oh, kind of have a soft spot for the World Baseball Classic. People, oh, I the love the World Baseball, Baseball. Classic. It's very fun. It's I such love, a ridiculous event. Love the World Baseball Classic. It's great. It's great. That's the most. It's the most excited. Like where it, it, everyone waits for this crazy atmosphere for the playoffs for baseball, which I still think playoff baseball. It, that atmosphere. If like, you watch Philly, I I, I put, uh, retweet like a video a clip from Harper's home run without awesome. the without like the announcers, and that place is a zoo. Like that place awesome. is unreal. Like the only other time you get that in baseball is the World Baseball Classic, and it, and you see the different cultures and countries come out, and I think that to me is so awesome. Like I, I think they play. I was talking with um, some guys uh, that I do some stuff on the three O take with. Like I think we're we're gonna try to go to the one in Arizona. Like that would be it's a it's a different breed. I know it doesn't really mean anything, but uh, it, it I think that's the only other time you can see competitive. The guys are really actually trying to win something. Yeah, it's also I, like ends up being a lot of country. Like you have the Dominican Republic who has like a legitimate chance to win it. It's like countries that on the international stage like aren't winning a lot in a lot of sports, and it's just like those like they can win. Like it's very. I, I think it's a good event. I don't. I, I kind of wish it happened more. D- Dean Kramer and my 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 brothers on Team Israel. They had a great run last year. Are last you year. are you getting last brought in as like a coach on that team? When is that happening? Team Israel. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm I am a bad Jew. I'm a bad half Jew. I don't. Uh, I would. I'd be eating bacon on like game day, and they would like. They would not appreciate. I would that. love for you to be somehow involved in that organization. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, if they want me to be the mensch on the bench, I could do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'll be involved. Invited. I we haven't celebrated Hanukkah in oh, years. No one needs they to know that. Say don't say it publicly. Say that, yeah. Don't say it publicly. There. I can right, yeah, well, that out. The whole team, the whole team listens to the podcast, so it's already out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bleep it if you want. Bleep it. Let people uh, figure out what it is. Yeah. You're you're dedicated. Uh, Ryan, thanks so Shalom, much for coming brothers. on with us. We will uh, obviously have you on again at some point. Talk Ravens, talk baseball. Um, excited to see where the uh, the media career continues to grow. The Ryan Ripken brand. Great to have be a part of it here on the X52 podcast. Well, uh, pleasure to be on with you guys. And uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your night and week. And, and, uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Back on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Appreciate Ryan Ripken for jumping on with us, talking Ravens, talking baseball to start the show. Um, always good to have his perspective. Inter- honestly, a super interesting perspective from him on like the young Orioles because he was in the organization as all these guys have entered. Um, so we'll obviously we'll have him back on talk, talk Ravens tacos again um, at some point down the line. No, he's uh He's, he's getting his, his media game on a little bit. So I uh, enjoyed having him on and, uh, and, and providing his perspective. Starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Use the promo code X52 to get 20% off your Fed Thrill Sunnies. It's, it was 70 degrees today. It's so hot. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm what the weather is right now and uh the sun is still out so use your your fed thrill sunglasses go buy some so 
we talked about this starting five draft last week. I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off air, but I think it was. I think off-air. it was all. It was off air. It was just you and I just talking, like yeah, that's what we were talking. Yeah, yeah. So the starting five draft this week is guilty. Yeah, is guilty pleasure songs. And to be honest with the listeners, because we are as honest and transparent as they come, I think we wanted collectively for us to do a little more research on this draft. But, you know, lives and things get in the way. We do other things besides this show. Limited our preparation a little bit. So this is a little more on the fly than I think we would have liked it to be. So we could miss some obvious ones. I think this is a draft we may run back because this could go on for a million rounds, similar to the candy. So with that said, RDT, you have the first pick. Guilty Pleasure Sucks. RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick. Banks, you have the third pick. And we were really talking, when me and RDT talked about it, it was more like teeny bopper pop songs. But I think we're kind of going in a lot of different directions here. So we will see if that is what develops. So RDT, you will be setting the tone here, I think, with the first pick. This is so tough because, again, like, like this just comes up in our daily conversation. Like we'll talk about a song from like 2012 that is just so good. Um, I don't know all these songs. The songs are just right up my alley. I have to go call me. Maybe I have mm. to. I one of the great songs. Charlie Ray Jepsen, by the way, just released an album the same day as the Taylor Swift album. Yeah, tough, uh, <laughs> tough look for her. Um, the rest of the industry has to cancel everything on that day. Yeah, they have to know better. I mean, it's career suicide trying to just go up against that. Um, but no, I mean, Call Me Maybe was arguably the biggest hit of like the 2010s. Maybe. I mean, it was a monster. When that big. song came out, I remember we, I went to happy hour with a friend and we played the song. It took us like 35 minutes to get to the bar and we just played the song on repeat nonstop. It was everywhere. It was the Harvard baseball team. It was Justin Bieber and Selena, you know, doing videos on the MacBook to it. Um, It's just a fantastic song to this day. Like, it's a great, I mean, if you're at a bar in the summer and that song comes on, everyone is singing. Every single word. Yeah, it's about about fest. And and it's also like the, I mean, you hear those notes and you know what song is coming and everyone is just, you. yeah, like you said, about fest. It just go, you go crazy with it. And you have to. It's just such a good song. Carly Rae is, I mean, she's got some other bangers too. Um, I, I like a lot. I like some of her other songs. Um, but Call Me Maybe is like legitimately a, a uh, I mean, it, it's just, it's one of the most memorable songs, I think, ever. It's just, it was a monster when it came out. So it's, that has to be my number one. I, I it's just such a good song. Very I think good. it's a, I think it's a very good number one overall pick. I think it it potentially is like a little too accepted as like a good song to almost be a guilty pleasure at times. Yeah, but it's absolutely a guilty. It is. I mean, it is. It is. I'm not taking the pick away from you. It is a very good pick, and was gonna get taken in this draft. Like I probably would have maybe taken a second. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's tremendous. It's, you have to. It's a very good pick. So calling me maybe goes off the board one. Can I ask you guys a question? Let's go back. Back to the beginning, back to where the earth, the sun, the stars are all aligned. I'm taking Come Clean by Hillary Duff. Let the rain fall down. Mm. Let it wash away my sanity. I want to feel the thunder. I want to feel this. This song is, I think, the definition of this category. The definition. It's was a bit of a hit. 
It's from an artist that like did nothing else, but was unbelievably whoa, famous. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean she did nothing else? Uh, there's some other songs. There's actually one other song on my list, but I think there's only one other song. She's, she's done plenty of other stuff. Hil- no, no, in music? Hillary Duff? I don't know about that. Yeah, she's done. It's she's not. Done. No, it's not an accomplished discography from young Hillary. Okay, well. And everyone loves Hillary Duff. I'm a big Hillary Duff guy. I think everyone loves she's Hillary Duff. Made her, she's made a resurgence lately, too. Back on social. Yeah, she has. But Come Clean is just the epitome of a, like a teeny bopper song in the Disney era to me. Now, there's like new Disney oldest. You have your Miley's. You have your Selena's. You know, you have your your kind of older ones, your your low hands, your duffs. There's there's some different eras there. But I just think come I just put come clean on my list and I was like, I could probably get this last. I don't think either of you guys are gonna take it, but I just wanna take it. I just have to take it. So I'm taking come clean. Was is that the was that the Laguna Beach theme song? Yes, I believe so. See, see, and that's what I know it from. Like I know it, I know it from the rolling credits. And the hills is unwritten. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, believe. Yeah, so. good song. Yeah, just giving one away. I won't say anything, but oh, I don't think that's a guilty pleasure. Oh, I didn't define that as a guilty pleasure. But if someone else wants to take it, that's fine. I don't see how it's all that different from the nature of this draft, like or what we're doing. That's fine. But... You can still take it. It's not a yeah, giveaway. I, 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 I would have put it as one. I, I, I wouldn't have picked it, but I, I think it's definitely a good. I one. have another Natasha Bedingfield song. I think fits the bill better, but you know, <laughs> I don't, we don't need to get into the depths of Natasha Bedingfield because I, I will the, have that conversation. I've got well, that online. All right. Well, by the way, by the way, go I'm ahead, gonna need, I'm going to need an email of all your honorable mentions just because again, I want to make this a Spotify playlist. Okay. Go ahead, Banks. I'm taking Lucky by Britney Spears. <laughs> lucky She's so lucky. Awesome. She's a star. <laughs> song goes. I mean, when you talk about a song that you built out, I mean, that gets people going. It's a great car ride song. I think that's a yeah. major uh, piece of criteria here for any song on this list. Um, yeah, Britney Spears. It's, it's, I mean, she has a catalog of songs that can, that can definitely lean in this type of direction, but this is the most in the direction of the, the topic of the draft here. I love that pick. I, it's a great song. Yeah. Here's a story about a girl named Lucky. <laughs> they don't make music like that anymore, baby. They really don't. They really, really don't. All right, thanks. You got a second one. I love the this top three the- picks. This is the one that was I was going to take anyways because the other one is actually isn't on my board. But the fact that you mentioned it and then you said what you said means I definitely have to take it now. It was in strong consideration for me to take it fourth overall. I'm taking these words by Natasha Benningfield. Oh, can I tell you something? That's not the Natasha Benningfield song I'm even talking That's about. Fine. This is the one. These I want. words also a great song though. A great it's song. An absolute banger. Ah. Uh. I love you. 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 Natasha Bedingfield had a moment. Natasha Bedingfield had an absolute moment. I was a huge Natasha Bedingfield guy. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I can go deeper into the Natasha Bedingfield discography that I that it's a little embarrassing. I'll admit, and I don't get embarrassed by a lot. Like I listened to so much unwritten, the the album. Well, we I already... know what song you, you have teed up here. 
Should I just take it? I, you can do what you want. I'm taking pocket full of sunshine by Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah. <laughs> I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. I got a love and name. See, this is a take I've had for a while about respecting Natasha Bedingfield, and I'm glad that you guys are falling right in line with me. Natasha Bedingfield had hits, absolute hits. Sticks and stones are never going to break me. Yeah, that's great. Absolute hits. Pocket full of sunshine peaked at five on the Hot 100. Pocket full of sunshine. I got a pocket, got a pocket full. Great moment in Easy A. One of the most like, I mean, um, Emma Stone is so likable. She's so likable in that scene where she's opening the card that's that's singing Pocket Full of Sunshine. Yeah, I had Pocket Full of Sunshine on the, on the, I had those, all three of those Natasha Bedingfield songs, but the, I wasn't probably going to take these words. These words. Choice. Great song, though. Oh, I love these words. I'm going to be listening to these words tomorrow in the car. RDT of two. I am going to take. Oh, man. See, I'm like, do I follow the. Do I follow the pattern? Do I go off my own way? Um. I'm going to go pieces of me, Ashley Simpson. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. So good. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. Um, and you know what? You know what? On I'll a Monday, it. I'm waiting. Tuesday, I am fa- I'm just going to sing all these songs. Probably going to annoy people listening, but whatever. You, and you know what? And I'm going to say, you know why? You know why it's, it's been on my brain lately? It's Big Booty. Yeah. That part. I mean, that, that's a great part in there. Um, that that song is and i think that was the song where she was on snl yep and with the lip syncing and then the track the got little, fucked up yep the little like hoedown thing um yeah i'm gonna take that one my next one um somebody that i used to know my goatee i don't know does that even count as a oh i, I think that's a bad pick i it's a great song I but I don't know if it's a guilty. Stinks. Oh my god, no! That song is so good. That song's not good. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's nope. awesome. yeah I'm with. I again, couldn't be more with Brian here. Could not. No, be more no. With I think couldn't be more. I don't know. I think if it's one of the last out song. We are in lockstep about this. I think it's a fantastic song. It's, it's weird. It's a downer song. It I don't stinks. think it's a downer song at all. Oh, it's bad. bad. It's bad. I was. Oh, it's so good. I love that song. It's bad. It's just not good. Again, I don't, I don't even know if it counts as a guilty pleasure, but I'm taking it. It just counts as a bad song. You should feel guilty about liking that song. Bad song. Yeah. So it's a you great should, thing. yeah, yeah. No, it, no, it's a great song. Great music video. Awesome. Somebody. Great. Song. That song's bad. No. You know um, oh my god, I wasn't even thinking. I wrote Banks after somebody I used to know. I'm sorry, Brian. That's just Thanks. you should not. You should never even been as closely associated with that. Jesus Christ. Um, let me get the draft back on track here a little bit. Um, I am to, oh man, what do I want to take here? I'm taking candy by Mandy Moore. That's a good pick. Yeah, that song is oh, very on my good. Board. Yeah. 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 That's a great song. And uh, let me tell you what, Mandy Moore. 
is beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. That man Shout is out to her. One fine piece. She, oh, she geez. wrecked Vinny Chase. Yeah, yeah destroyed yeah. Vinny Chase. Destroyed. destroyed absolutely him. ripped Vinny Chase's heart yeah. out. Yeah. Simp City, Vinny Chase. As, as, you, as James Cameron comes back into the floor with the Avatar <laughs> movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> destroyed Vinny Chase. Spoiler uh, for those. Sure. That yeah, if you Entourage. haven't finished Entourage. Yeah. Entourage. yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Didn't put the spoiler alert. Just at the beginning. owns Vinny Chase. Was that her first song? Uh, might have been one of her first singles. I don't know. I don't know the 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 deep order of the Mandy Moore music career. Guess what? I'm diving in. Uh, so real was her first album, and I know it's on that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was not- her first first single. Candy, walk me home. I want to be with you. So real in my pocket, crush. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think any of those are gonna. Name, but I think she was only like 15 or something when that song came out, so yeah, like very, I think, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff again with those early, these early songs, so yeah, god, I for I for uh, Vinny Chase, tough mental midget Vinny Chase. What an interesting assortment of girls Vinny Chase ends up with. He goes from Mandy where he ends up with Sasha Gray like three years later. <laughs> Vinny, good show. If people haven't watched Entourage, good show. Fun show, very fun show. Good, easy rewatch. It's a borderline guilty pleasure show. Yeah, I. It's a such a good like background rewatch thing. Like I will just if I'm just like sitting doing something, I just need noise on. It's not music. I would just stick Entourage on. It's Entourage, The Office, Parks and Rec, uh, Arrested. I could go and like boom, 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 boom over and over. If you're me, it's The West Wing. Fuck the weapon. Oh, come on. That's right. A little respect I, for Jed I, Bartlett. Not not Allison Janney. You anti-Allison Janney? Well, no, I got that question wrong in the dozen. Oh, is that what it was? I haven't watched your episode yet. Yeah, oh, it's a West yeah. Wing question? Yeah. Oh, no. I will be mad at you when I watch that. I am way behind on the dozen. I need to. I just finished the um, the Clemmerverse, like, uh, uh, Freaking that! What are they called? Flux versus the Minahan. That yeah, that was that was bad. That wasn't a fun one to watch. Not a lot of no offense to those people. Not a ton of likability factor on that uh, that shit episode. Um, except for the man Jeff D. Low. Uh, thanks, shift two. Take it back to nineteen ninety eight. Ooh, I'm gonna take Cela V. Like bewitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good pick. Very good pick. Yeah, a, yeah the, this song was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, talk about a one-hit wonder. I have no idea what those girls are up to now. Um, <laughs> and, but song lives on in infamy. I mean, you got if you can mix a little Irish dancing into the mix, like mm-hmm. you got some some '90s girls pop and power there. Yeah, that that song pops up on my TikTok every now and then where it's like forgotten songs from the 90s and I'll listen to it and I'm just like, oh, this song is just a it's a head bopper. We're like you're tapping your foot and you and you just and then you just dive right into a jig. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a, it's a that's a good song. That's a good pick. Very good. Pick. Very good. You have a second one. 
now I'm now I'm really in a I think in another tier. I'm gonna take the game of love. Ooh. Is that um who is that um Vanessa Carlton? That's an incredible song. <laughs> I don't know if it's guilty pleasure. I think it's just an incredible song. Is the song too good to draft? It might be. At? That's what somebody I, I, I used to know is. I, somebody I used to know <laughs> is so much worse than the game of love. Like this is Just like the game two of songs in the same. Who sentence. is it? It's Santana and two and who? It's 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 um. It's Santana and Michelle Branch. It's Michelle Branch. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the game of love is a, a little song. bit of this, a little bit of that. You know. It's so good, and it's so much better than somebody I used to know. Like it, it those songs are in two different universes of. Quality. All right, just talk like, about. Let's talk about the pick. We're not comparing picks here. <laughs> We're comparing picks. You left yourself open. Like somebody I used to know is like is is um the yellow laffy taffy or whatever the heck, whatever the oh heck you took. God, here we uh, go. Yeah, it is. It somebody I used to know is such a bad pick, and I don't know if we like skewered it enough live it's just so much a bad thing i have so much little left to say about that song because i've already already had to live through it being on the radio and being played, and it was awful every time from beginning there's never maybe been a bigger gap in quality of picks than pieces of me to somebody i used to know pieces of me which is just a perfect pick for this draft just and i was like oh rdt is just on it i mean two really good picks to open he's gonna have a strong team and then you take somebody i used to know by freaking gotier that song is horrible it's fantastic disrespect to gotier actually this meant disrespect to gotier the song stinks sorry gotier sorry you're not sorry i'm not sorry hmm (laughs) Could be oh. another pick. Could be another pick. Um, <laughs> I'm going here. Uh, um, I'll let you keep uh, Gable. No, I only took. Wait. No, you, you took. Let me keep it. Say La Vie and Gable. Yeah, you can keep it. I mean, it's just. So, I, I love that it's here. It's such a good song. Okay. It's a great. Um, song. I'm taking S Club Party by S Club Seven. Yeah. There's another song. Oh, never mind. S Club Ain't No Party Like. Feels very good for them. I that song bangs. Them they were around the same time as Bewitched, and it was like the very similar, like overseas. Yeah. There's yeah. like 15 people in each band from the British Isles. Are, are yeah. Bewitched British or are they are, uh, English or are Irish, they right? Irish? Yeah, I think they might be Irish. Irish. Don't, I don't want to get Irish. yeah. Let's make sure we don't get in the uh, <laughs> yeah, if they're not. They want to get involved in that. They're appropriating Irish culture, which is pretty fucked up. But Remember I would assume the, the, that. Do you guys remember the fad of like the, the Celtic women like sing, the acapella like singing the s- songs? They were like had infomercials. Do you guys remember that that being popular at all? Not not particularly. Um, right. That doesn't have anything to do with this draft. Just came up thinking about Bewitched. Uh, S S Club Seven, uh, S Club Party, great song. S Club Seven has other, as you said, has other good songs that could be taken in this draft. By the way, I just happen to take that one. Uh, RDT, you have two to finish your draft. This is a huge bounce back, hopefully, for you. Here we go. Watch this. I'm going to do a little couple here. Uh, on the way down, Ryan Cabrera. Great that song. song. <laughs> so good. Uh, so yeah. good. That's a big bounce back. I mean, that is that is a very good song. It's just, I it's just so good. I forgot there was a podcast I was listening to like last week, and they were like, Ryan Cabrera did not have to go that hard on On the Way Down. And it's true. Like the music video <laughs> that's, is great. 
<laughs> that song yeah. is unbelievably good. It is so good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the song that I was singing or that I was playing when when Taylor, when I popped into the room and I was just laughing, like shaking my head because I was like, it's just amazing. Like it, it's just it's a fantastic song, right? It's so it's so good. He had certified hits. The guy makes bangers. Him and Ashley were a power couple. Um, <laughs> you know, I would have loved to see. I'll give you 10 together. bucks if you can tell me who Ryan Cabrera is now married to. Um, I'm, 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 I know this. I know it, but I don't. Um, I do not know. It's a famous person. I got in an industry that I like. That you guys don't care about, really. He's married to a darts player. <laughs> Funny, but Banks also loves darts. I don't know. Um, soccer. He's, he's married to he's married to WWE superstar Alexa Bliss. Oh, I know that name. Yep. I did not know that that's who uh, he was married to. Um. So this is my my last one. Yep. Higher by Creed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to it's got to be played. It's got to. Um, you went from teeny. I wasn't teeny, sure if we were going into that genre or not. I also yeah, was. I, again, I also I did not think we were going in that genre. Well, guess what? You that's fine. Went there. That's um, fine. That's. I think that's like one of the ultimate guilty pleasure songs. It's like it's so bad, it's good, but it's not bad because they performed at the it's 19- actually great. They have you got you guys have heard Scott Stapp's Marlon Soar song? Oh, right? I had I literally had that song <laughs> saved in my drafts just for like to tweet out randomly. Being it like, is I the best. Marlon. Like I blogged I that song. That, I heard it's, that song in so. I'm long. gonna tweet that song out tomorrow. Oh my, oh my to god, is that um, song good? Yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> Higher is just such a good song. But I, it came on at uh, One Star when we were there a couple months ago. Banks, mm, we, yeah. we had the we had the big discussion on. What song was better? But that song is just, that's the perfect song. It was even better performed at the, the halftime of the Thanksgiving uh, game in Dallas and that all-time performance. That's, uh, it's just a fantastic, everything about it is great. And that song deserves to live on for generations to come. I, there's so, I, I, I'm upset that things are going to be left on the cutting room floor here. I, there's so many artists I want that make sure are included. And no, I've been trying to stay away from like all of the people. I feel like I'm on public record of like very much endorsing that could be picked here, like Miley or Demi Lovato. I'm not going to pick any of those people because I, I, I champion them a lot. So I'm going to go with my guy. I'm going to go with my guy. I'm going to go with my guy, Jesse McCartney. I'm going to go beautiful soul. Mm, that's a good pick. Oh, I'm gonna man, go beautiful there's, soul. There's a big one that I just realized I missed. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I feel like Jesse's gotta be on here. I think he's a guy that people that everyone knows these songs. He's he, they come on people. Everyone sings, you know, belts them. He's got a couple other ones that could also be involved, but 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 beautiful soul is the one that that I think is the iconic Jesse McCartney. And the Jesse McCartney canon, I think that's the one that that's getting put in the time capsule. So I, I'm taking beautiful soul. Finish this off, Banks. I love this draft. I, I can do this forever. You ready for me to win in the draft? Sure. That's how I beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. Oh, no, that's my song. Great song. Yeah. Did I, I rap? Oh, did I do all the lines? On. 
did I do all the lines to this on the, on this show? Did I do all the lines? Yes. To yes. I think you did. I forget why, yeah. but what was the, the what was and the goes. What was and the, it goes and it goes a little something like this. Something like this. <laughs> I was just, I was never an Aaron Carter guy. Oh, come on. Aaron's party. Come on. Yeah, I didn't like Don't it. Get yeah. It. I want candy. Candy was a good song, but again, it's like, it's not even his song. I love that Aaron Carter got in the draft. I had to take J-Mac, but I'm glad that you took AC. That's good stuff. He's a crazy person now. I was going to say he is a legit. Unfortunately. Yeah, he is not a good person. Yeah, he, <laughs> he seems is, to be a bad guy. Is. Obviously, he has some mental health issues that I'm sure have stemmed from being famous that early stuff. But he also seems to be a bad human being, which probably maybe also stems from some of the mental from some of the mental stuff he had trauma he had to go through. The great draft. I mean, other than Gautier, I think everyone hit that out of the park. <laughs> There's a poll up now, so we'll we'll see what it says. Um, some honorable mentions. Party in the USA and Too Little Too Late are too good to be on this list, but they are kind of in the stratosphere, but they're too good. Uh, the other Hillary Duff song I had was So Yesterday. Um, True. What the Hell by Avril Lavigne is an incredibly annoying song that I've listened to way more. Than- oh, what the hell? Um. Your love is my drug by Kesha. I think there's other Kesha she songs. Had a couple, on here. Yeah. You are who we are. We are who we are. Whatever that song's called could yeah. be on here. TikTok. Um, t-shirt by Chantel. Got nothing but my T-shirt on. Was a was a one-hit wonder that could be on here. What was right off the top of my head? What was the Jordan Sparks song? No air. Tattoo. 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 That's but no air. I mean, no air is too good to be on. No air is an incredible yeah. song. Tattoo. Yeah. I think it was. I love no air. Yeah. Tattoo and um, she is she one on step at a time. One step at a time. No, yeah, that's Jordan. That's um, that's Jordan Woods. That's <laughs> that's oh. those people are in two very different stratospheres of today life. Found, today, I found out that those are two different people. Um, my two Katy Perry songs, "Teenage Dream" is too good of a song to be on here. That's a freaking certified jam. But "Hot and Cold" is a perfect yeah. one for this. I thought waking up in Vegas. That's her best song. Ooh, wake up or or um last Friday night is a very good. That's a good song too. Great. Toxic by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven Things by Miley Cyrus. Um, I'm sure that'll go it's, great. For no, you, you've speakers. got the wrong Miley song. It's the climb. Yeah, climb. Well, I had the climb. I also was. Yeah, I had the climb. I have that the climb. I, the climb is. Oh, I love the climb. I, I led like a group singing of the climb at speech and debate camp when I was in high school. I, that's as far as I'm going into the <laughs> what story. A sentence. What a sentence. <laughs> that's as far. That's as far as I'm going into that story. But I just know us. that it was epic. Uh, I was hitting the great. high notes. It was an epic moment. I loved uh, speech and debate camp. I needed a best. quote card of that. Yeah, put that like out. Like your yep. face next to it. <laughs> put that out there. People know, but people know. I know. It's just, um, that's and then great. all of the high school musical soundtracks are essentially in there. And I just. I have Breaking Free down, but, you know, you could put a million of those songs on here. They're all so good. I love the High School Musical soundtrack. Um, there are also some Camp Rock songs, but I didn't want to I didn't want to do the Demi thing because I'm always talking about Demi on here. Um, looks like Demi has a new boyfriend, by the way. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. And what do you guys have? Right. <laughs> talk myself in anymore. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I got it's man. Fine. I feel like a woman, Shania. Sure, yeah, that's, that's a good a, one. That would yeah. be a banger. 
uh, I mean, wannabe Spice Girls, like that. I thought that was going to be picked. It's pretty chalky. Yeah. Mbop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had Mbop. Mbop's uh, a, uh, yeah, candidate for this for sure. Yeah. A Thousand Miles. Yeah. Um, since you've been gone. Mm-hmm. There's some other not- Kelly that could be on there. Breakaway, Behind These Days of Lies. Have you just seen? There is a a uh, a performance on TikTok. I'm sure it's on YouTube of Sam Smith and Kelly Clarkson singing that song, and Sam no. Smith kills it. Oh, damn! Sam Smith can. Oh, by the way, speaking of Sam Smith, he's got the the song right now that it's a guilty pleasure. It's unholy. That his song, mm-hmm. getting hot on the body shop. Oh, that's something oh, yeah. unholy. Yeah. That song that's a good slaps. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Um, thanks. Did you have more? I don't want to cut into yours. I got a long. No. One. Again, some of these may not be like cl- I had closer. Chain smokers. Like, does that does that count, or is that just like, oh, that's a just studio. doesn't that's feel just in the like spirit of the, the draft. Number one hit of the year. Yeah, yeah, just well, doesn't feel like yeah, it's in the spirit of the draft. That's what uh, what's it called was uh, called me maybe, but like yeah, I had thousand miles. I had skater boy by Avril. Sure. Um, this was my closet one that I, 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 I could have got this anytime. What would you do by city high? You guys may not even know that song. That's yeah, I know that. Song. Yeah. It's a good Bad song. song. I, my, that's my go-to move. Like if, you're, if I'm at a party and, out a great song. and my buddy, you know, like, Hey, throw something on. That's my go-to. And the looks that I get, it's just, it's a great song. <laughs> um, lip gloss by little mama. <laughs> that oh my god banger of a song this <laughs> one this one was almost I almost if you take it. a lip gloss by little mom with all the other songs on the board i would have lost I my not mind gonna, i was not gonna take it um another good one i don't care i kind of pop oh yeah i love it yeah yeah that's a good yeah. pick that's a that's a that's like an ocean city song i just that i think of ocean city when i hear that song um let me see I had Umbap, uh, Crush, David Archuleta. Yeah, song. I saw that on some lists. Yeah, Crush. I wanted, I wanted to take that bad. Um, Summer Girls, LFO. I don't know if that's a banger. Summer Girls, yeah. Yeah, RIP to two of those guys. They're both dead. Wow. Um, good Vibrations, Damn. Marky Mark. Bro, that was my... Did you take Yikes. it? That's tough. I think that was going to be his dear, dear eye. Oh. No, no, it wasn't going to be. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, wait, I, did I miss it? The great song. Uh, Tipsy, Jaquan, Teenage Dirtbag. Like, there. I mean, there's a ton. There's a ton. We, we've definitely, I mean, tweeted us if we missed. I had some, like, really deep cup stuff, too, that I listened to, like Jordan Pruitt and Allie and AJ. And I, I there's just, there's no need for me to, you know, go into that. The potential breakup song was going to be the one from Allie and AJ that I was going to are out there but i didn't i didn't know if we need to get too much in the weeds there 74 percent of 116 voters say somebody i used to know is a good song just saying there's i mean are you they're just wrong you're calling our our audience wrong yeah i am oh absolutely am remember who said that guys yeah come back to me with vanessa hudgens say okay by vanessa hudgens I don't think somebody I used to know is a song that like if it came on, I would skip every single time. Like there's not a scenario in which I listen to somebody I used to know right now. You have awful taste in music. If oh, I mean, if that's the case. <laughs> Go TA. Good draft. Yeah, we may run we, that song so many times tonight. We may run that draft back again. Honestly, in a bind, yeah. we may do that draft again. Yeah. Cause that, 
How about Gauthier six four? Yeah, dude, um, fucking slam it. Yeah, makes bad music. Um, Nick Hinnemedley, Maryland person of the week. Thanks. Eric DaCosta. I mean, everybody wanted to shit on this guy for the roster construction for the season. Um, and even more so with the skepticism that he was going to make a trade and do something. Yeah, he didn't get the wide receiver. And I get that that's an area we all want to improve. But he went out and he got a guy. He got an absolute dude, a guy who plays like a raven. It's going to show. It's going to pay off in spades. I love the trade. I love what we gave up for him. When we re-signed him, or, yeah, when we signed him to a long-term deal, it's going to look even better. So giving it up to Eric DaCosta. He's taken some grief this year. He might deserve a little bit of it, but um, – you know, when it was time to do something, he went out and did something. Yeah. A Roquan Smith could be, if he gets signed long term, we talked about it earlier, but that could be very, very fun. RDT. Um, we talked about him earlier, but I'll, I'll this is a, this is a layup. Cause I got nothing else. Uh, Ramon, you're uh, Urias, the, the gold glove third base. Only playing ten games there before this year, and then just and then winning a Gold Glove at a position is pretty, pretty insane to me. Um, and I've been on the record as Gold Gloves don't count; they don't give you know I don't give a shit about Gold Gloves anymore. But I think playing ten games there and then just winning the the award is pretty pretty magnificent. It says a lot about I think who he is and his work ethic, and I think it's cool that you know first Orioles Gold Glove since twenty fifteen. So Machado Brooks. Ramon, not a bad, uh, not a bad threesome. Good for Ramon. That's really, really cool. That's like a touchstone for the guy's career. Yeah. Again, I mean, this guy was a nobody coming into last year. Like he spent ten years in the minors. You know, made his way into a bad Orioles team, and and was it was a consistently good hitter, and again, good fielder. And uh, yeah, also we have a we have a no no going into the ninth um, for the Astros right now. Oh wow. But, yeah. We'll, good for. We'll Ramon. try to we'll try to finish the show here. Um, uh, mine's mine's easy. It's the 2022 Big Ten regular season champion Maryland men's soccer team. As I don the hat over my headphones, I look like a clown, but that doesn't matter because the boys got it done. Steph Capetti, 87th minute header to tie Indiana to lift the Terps. Beautiful ball in by Josh Bulma. The boys got it done. Head to the Big Ten tournament Friday quarterfinal against Northwestern. Very good group of people. I will use this Baltimore podcast platform to briefly wax poetic about how many good people are involved in this program. Um, and it was very nice to see all those people rewarded for their hard work from our players, coaching staff, support staff. Um, just a lot of good people that I enjoy working with day in and day out. And so very happy for all of those people. And it was a thrill to be a part of. Um, on Sunday. So hopefully there's more to come for the Terps. Ranked seventh in the country, number one seed the Big Ten tournament. We roll on here. So shout out to all those people. Hell yeah, brother. Go Terps. Go Terps. Honorable mention, Terror Swift tour. I mean, let's here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is all that needs to be said about that. Um, that's it. That's it for the X52 podcast. Appreciate Ryan Ripkin jumping on, talking to us. Oh. Banks throws his hands up. Was there there's something more? We're missing dead or alive. Yep, dead or alive. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We're we're late in the night. I here. know we're still we're still easing into that. Hit it, Bob. 
Bob Dylan. Oh, he's he's alive. Alive. Damn. Yeah. Like, when have you ever seen him do anything though? Well, he's he's, he, he, he's been in. He's like not in a public out. figure. He's been kind of canceled. Is he? Like two years ago. He had some stuff that popped up from when he was, you know, way, way, way back when. But I listen, I still listen to his music all the time. So like I'm sure. I I just saw a book on um a book at Target, literally just like on the on the new release stand tonight. I think he came out with music in the last couple of years. Hmm. I know that there was a bunch of artists who did something called the basement tapes, which like they recorded a bunch of songs that he had written and like that they had in a basement. And he was just like, I'm just not going to record these. Some good songs. I thought there's a whole bunch of music like that. So I thought that lended credence to the idea that he's been dead for a long time. Oh, no. I I, I, lost Bob Dylan tapes. No, I I don't know. I I knew that he that he was. Still kicking that voice. That voice doesn't 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 just quit out on you. Yeah, hmm. he'll also just keep singing even when he can't sing anymore. He just kind of talks. Yeah. Right, what's your favorite Bob Dylan song? Come clean. <laughs> Hurricane's a good song. Um. I'm not much of. I'll be honest. I'm not much of a Bob Dylan guy. I'm sure that comes as a shock to no one. Times they are of changing. That's a great song. Is like a rolling, like a rolling, like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, that song was like that. I think that song was voted like the number three rock song of all time, or like number three song in general, or something. Great song, fantastic. There's some big time song that he wrote and somebody else lifted off of him. I can't remember what it is. What? I don't know. I like Bob Dylan. Big fan. Shout out to Bob. Yeah. Not a bad pick. You he's know, 81 for this. Yeah, but. he's definitely. I knew he was up there. You, uh, I, I, I could have said something. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. As I as I pause or uh, mute the mic to cough. This is, I think, the time to end the show. And RDT tries to get himself not in trouble. Uh, follow us on all of our social media channels at X32 Podcast. You can follow all these fine gentlemen um, at EDITTI22. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow myself at Taylor Smythe 10. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Fed Thrill, um, Thread Level Midnight, Jimmy Seafood. You can follow uh, Ryan Ripkin. I believe at Ryan Ripkin is the handle, correct, RDT? For him, uh, let me pull it up. It is at Ryan Ripkin. Yes. So make sure to follow him. Appreciate Ryan coming on. We'll have him on again, and we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.